Welcome to episode 9 of the Bearded Weird Podcast. I am your host, DC. And to my right, we have Taltos. Hello, everyone. Then our man, Trailer. What's going on, guys? And Penny. Hello. And everyone, this is going to be our fall movie preview episode. We're going to go into the movies coming out this fall, at least the ones that are worth talking about. And there's a few that we spotlighted ourselves that we'll give a little more detail on that you know that we're interested in, or we chose because nothing else was left. Either way, we are going to talk about those decisions we have made. So I would like to start this podcast off like we do with every other podcast, and talk about everyone's favorite game, GTA. Now, trailer, let us know what's going on. All right. Well, not really a whole lot has changed since the last time we were on and talking about it. We are still living in the Smuggler's Run DLC and going through all of the drip feeding that's going on. So basically, uh, since the the last time that we were on here, uh, we have been given a couple new adversary modes, one of them, which is the Bombushka Run. Which was fucking horrible. Which is horrible. You basically are in a gigantic Russian bomber uh, flying. And then you have a team of guys that are in that plane shooting at the enemy. And the enemy is another team of people that are in buzzard helicopters, you know, that are shooting at the big giant Russian bomber. And that's basically the gist of it. And then once, eventually, the only way that... There is no win, really, for the team in the giant Bombushka plane other than the time that they're alive. And then once they're eventually blown up, the team switch over to where you're now in a chopper if you were in the big plane and whatnot. And so, But that's basically the gist of it. I've always liked the, the vehicle-based adversary modes that they've come out with in the past. This one was kind of a snoozer, in my opinion. You know, And I, I enjoy flight missions i enjoy flying i've you know through all the time that i've played the game i know that there's some of us here that aren't big into the flying i can't fly to save my life and uh but yeah so that i thought was kind of a the sleeper uh the other one that just recently came out this last tuesday is called stockpile and it's basically like a capture mode capture the flag where each team has certain planes that they use each map has a different plane or, or air-based vehicle uh, that you, you fly, collect a, a briefcase or whatever, and then bring it back to your team's area. And you can kill each other that are on the other teams, and you can steal flags from other people's bases and whatnot. I thought that one was kind of fun. I, we only When we played it, we only did one of the maps using one of the planes. Um, but the payout, even though it's double money in RP right now, I didn't think the payout was that big. No. Um but, but I thought it was fun. I'd be willing to try out the other planes just to see what they handle like, what, what they can do. Legitimately, if you were a, a, a decent pilot or an okay pilot, that would have been really fun. But I suck at flying, so I just kept crashing into the ground. Yeah. But otherwise, it would have been fun. Yeah. Um, uh, since the last podcast. So that's the, those two things that have came out uh, this week. There's some contact missions that are, for the most part, kind of air-based that are double money in RP. Um. And then a few vehicles have came out, all of them being air-based, uh, which is like a stunt plane, that Bombushka that I talked about. 
and then uh, this mammoth mogul mogul that came out that's another plane that nobody's going to buy, you know, other than the YouTube guys that show it off. Does it have any weapons or is it just... It's the same, I think, that you can upgrade that one with with, uh, carpet bombing, you know, and I think it has a turret. It might have two different turret locations on there, but it's one that you're... You're never going to use, you know, you might buy it if you're one of those that want to own every vehicle in the game, but for completest or whatever. Yeah. For the price that it is and for what it can do, there's other options already out that are better and there's upcoming options that are going to be coming out that are better. So I think it's just one to, to pass on. Um, and that's pretty much it that we've had other than we played on, on Friday night, had a little bit of fun. We streamed it on Twitch. Uh, for those that follow us, it's bearded underscore weird for for that. It's a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, we'll get back at it again this coming week and play a little bit. But uh, they had an announcement that there's a new another adversary mode that's that what they love doing now that's coming out that it's a race-based one that seems like it's going to be a lot of fun where each race has checkpoints, you know, as so if you crash and die, you start at that checkpoint. Uh, but these checkpoints in the game, you actually, your vehicle will change. You could be in a race car and you hit a jump. And when you go through that checkpoint, you automatically turn into a plane and then you fly through that part of the race. And so like gun game, like after you use a gun for so long, then it, that's from call of duty. But when you use a gun for so long, then it changes to another gun. Kind of like the bunker series. Yeah. The one that we did the other day. Yeah. Yeah. What's that called? Uh, Called uh, I can't remember. It's trading yeah. places. No, that it was wasn't a trading thing. places. Uh, anyway, let's make sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I just it. can't remember what it was. Uh, but yeah, so it's kind of like that. And then and then like you might have to crash in water for the next checkpoint. And when you hit the water, you all of a sudden become a boat or a jet ski. Aqua you know, blazer thing. Or yeah, things like yeah. that. And so I mean, that one looks fun. They've announced that the Batman car is going to be coming out soon, which I'm pretty sure is in the next couple weeks before Halloween. Um, but that's it. It's just a, a continuous cycle of the drip feeding, waiting for the last, you know, you know, like seven or eight vehicles that are still left that are a part of the smuggler's run. Yeah, the coil cyclone. I'm kind of interested in getting. Yeah, that one looks cool. Uh, the thing that's so crazy about those cars is the fact that they're electric. You can't hear anything other than like the chirp of your tires and yeah and stuff like that. It's pretty crazy. When I drove that brawler, yeah, you couldn't hear anything. It was weird. Yeah. I'm wondering if uh, they're going to put out some new clothes when they put out the Batman, you know, quote unquote car. If they're going to put out some clothes that'll make you kind of look like Batman. Yeah, I would. Ho- I would hope because every there might have been a year for Halloween they skipped. I think I can't remember. They might have done it every year. I know that there was some some holidays that like they did them all one year, and then the next year they only did like half. They've always done Christmas. They've always done. Um, God, what's the other one? I can't Fourth remember. Fourth of July. Fourth of July. They've yeah. always done that one. But like they, one year they skipped like Valentine's Day. They did it one year, skipped it a year, and they've done it the last couple years. Um, I know obviously that they're going to, they've said in their in their news wires that they're going to do a Halloween thing again. There's a new adversary mode again that's coming out that's called Condemned. That that's going to be another one kind of like the slasher mode that came out. That was a Halloween-based adversary mode. Um, so that one, I'm intrigued. I think that one's going to be a lot of fun. That Angels vs. Demons, that was last year's yeah, that was Halloween one. Um, so, so I'm intrigued by that one. But I would hope that they don't just stick with the old content when it comes to Halloween, other than the new Batman car coming out. I hope that they have new masks, new clothing, things like that. Yeah, I hope so too. There was a lot of talk stuff. of people saying putting on like forums and stuff 
that they were like trying to reach out to Rockstar to say like, hey, on on Christmas you make it snow and you line the streets with snow. Like, why can't on Halloween, like at nighttime, can it be like super misty or super foggy? There was a big thing last year because of that Angels vs. Demons mode that when it went dark on the game, like, you know, the next time we play it, pay attention, that, like, even the lights are out. It's really dark. Slasher. It's jet black. There was a lot of talk last year that Rockstar might create a mode, like, in the city where at nighttime it becomes, like, street lights are out, building lights are out. Yeah, that's what I would hope. Like, and, the buildings like, look like haunted like houses. zombies or something. Like, yeah. That would be so you know, and, cool. and, uh, But they didn't. It was they – there were files found that pe- – that's what caused all the talk that, you know – those people that can, you know, on PC that can like get into the the guts of the game, they found those modes, but it ended up being for the adversary mode. But people were oh. hoping it was going to be a weather pattern specific. I mean, there was like green lightning, you know, in missions. That's cool. It, but it was they were hoping it was going to be a part of the open free roam world, but they didn't do it. So I'm hoping that 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 they're already at making it. They've always said they wanted to make it as realistic as possible. Well, now that we've got jet bikes that fly and yeah. all that other stuff cars that jump and parachute like they getting can, away from the reality yeah they can it. they can go to that for a two-week period for halloween i think you know what i mean it'd and be a have, lot of fun have a bunch of like instead of just random people walking down the street have it be like kids in costumes walking yeah. down the street you yeah. know like they're trick-or-treating or at least the, the people i know that the rockstar said that they're not going to put kids in the game dude they don't want the, you running over little kids yeah and <laughs> yeah, you know bad. <laughs> um but with that said exactly you know make make every normal bystander in the city totally aggressive so like during the night when yeah. it hits like from midnight to 4 a.m it's like uh the witching hour or what's that yeah. movie where those movies that are out where it's like you can kill all the homeless oh, uh, people. The purge. The yeah. purge, where they do like a four hours of the purge. Where the purge version of all the game. Of the, cool. All of the not NPCs become Just like adversary you. NPCs. Yeah, you know how like when you're in like the gangland and you shoot a weapon, then all of a sudden you've got 50 guys shooting at you? Yeah. Like make that the whole entire Because see, even if you map. did that, you could go to like a warehouse or a parking garage or something start popping off some people, and then when they all start coming to you, you basically have your own zombie movie where you're trying to survive on the top floor or whatever. That'd be cool. I mean, in, in, oh, yeah. in, it awesome. could, in Rockstar could still push, you know, their own sales because if that would make people be intrigued to stay in the lobby instead of just do missions, and by staying in the lobby, you're using your own weapons to fight everything that's coming at you, including random players Therefore, you have to go buy more ammo instead of using your, you know, when you're in an adversary mode, you typically don't use your own weapons. Right. So, therefore, you're going to need to buy more ammo and do stuff, which is going to deplete your bank, which, therefore, you might buy a shark card. Shark you card. know what I mean? And so, yep. so that I mean, it, I just think it would be a lot of fun. They'd throw a curveball into the whole thing and I think it'd, keep interest. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Do something different. Yeah, you don't have to do the same things every year. So, but that's that's what I got. All right, Trailer, appreciate that. You always uh, give us a lot of good info. And don't forget to dress up your GTA character in a Halloween costume. I did mine yesterday when I was waiting for all my friends to not log in. What is it? Or do we just have to wait and see? Would you like to play a game? <laughs> you did Jigsaw? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Nice. That would have been a nice segue. It's not perfect. But yeah. It's, it's, you can get pretty close with some of the stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't have... Like, I, even, I almost went as far as spending... Almost a million dollars on that motorcycle that's got the three wheels. 
so oh, I yeah. could have the tricycle like he rides. But I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. But I did the glitch, the hat and mask glitch. So he's got a top hat with a white mask. Oh, nice. You know, and a wow. red bow tie and white gloves. So I'm yeah. going to need your help with the glitch thing because if I can figure out how to do a mask and a hat at the same time, I have a costume Sweet. in my head that I've. I got all the components. I just don't it's, know how to put it's them together. Super simple. Awesome. Do you own a motorcycle? I do. Then you then it, you can be you can do it. Nice. So, oh, because of like the biker helmets. The, or the something? way you, the way you do it is you'll you set up. Let me think about it. Okay, you you pick the hat that you like, or the, the hat. You, yeah, you pick the hat that you want to wear. Save it. Save the outfit with the hat on. You know, and then you know then leave and then put on a mask so then therefore you're obviously not wearing the hat you're wearing your mask then you get on your motorcycle and you have to make sure that like your settings are set to automatically put your helmet on you know because you can have it to where you don't ever wear a bike helmet but you do that so you get on your motorcycle your guy will will auto put on his motorcycle helmet and then when you get off you have to be real fast but like you hit the interaction button go to like style and then on that saved outfit that has the hat you know, you just, you go, because your guy will get off the motorcycle and it takes a few seconds and then he pulls his helmet off. Yeah. And in that time period of him getting off and then this 10 second pause before the helmet comes off, you bring up that menu and you wait to hit the button. So then as soon as he pulls the helmet off, it'll automatically put the mask on that you were wearing. And then when you hit for that outfit change, it like glitches it over to where you put on that outfit with the hat, but yet the mask stays. Awesome. So that's how I glitched out the zebra thing that I have. And do you and have to do that glitch every time you get off the bike? Mm-mm. No. At that, that point, time? at that point, then go back to like your wardrobe or whatever and then save that outfit. So you can permanently, that's nice. why, that's why that's I've been perfect. able to change the clothes, but keep that crazy zebra mask. Cause, Cause I had saved the, see, I found I, the only thing I don't have is the eye eyelashes, but I found the boots, the white outfit, the bowler hat, and then one of those um, masks with the long nose. I literally have the clockwork orange outfit. Oh, nice. I just don't have the eyelash. Oh, yeah. And so, but I got like the white suit and the black boots and the black gloves. And, and see, I almost used that, the, the white mask with that long nose for Jigsaw. Yeah. But then I found another one that it doesn't, the, I think the white mask might even look better, but I just liked, it was one of those new ones that came out with the glowing red eyes and the oh, teeth yeah. on it. Like Nelson had. Yeah, yeah. And so that's the one that I just used. Nice. Looks like a cyborg gorilla yeah. or something. Nice. All right. We're going to move on here to our fall movie preview. And uh, I will start at the top. Now, um, Blade Runner 2049 came out this weekend at the time we were recording this. Mm -hmm. And uh, stellar reviews, amazing, you know, people talking about how amazing it was. But it really kind of tanked at the box office, which we kind of expect when it's big sci-fi movies, especially when it's a sequel to a, what, 30-year-old movie? Yeah. I mean, I understand, but I've just heard it's amazing, and I can't wait to see it. Me but too. Yeah. I, I just thought it. I'd mention that, and it's not really a, a preview because it's already out, but it did come out this weekend that we're recording. So, uh, Fun fact about that, mm-hmm. it's just like how they did with It, how it's 30 years it, it's 30 years since the original Blade Runner came out, and this movie takes place 30 years after the original Blade Runner. Since this is Blade Runner 2049, that means the original Blade Runner took place two years from now. Like in oh, 2019, nice. 
That's what LA is supposed to look like. I wish we're close though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, as far as like AI, it's coming along, but not and quite. advertisements being everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Central um, Times. Cent- what the fuck is it? Times Square. It looks yeah. just like that. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm really interested, and all the reviews have said it's like, it's not perfect, but it's pretty close to a masterpiece, and that's just I'm in. That's enough. I, I bet that'll be, be. I bet that'll be one that'll be. It'll get more of its base off, like after the fact. Yeah, you're, you more know, of for, a cult for whatever movie. reason, yeah, you get you're gonna get people that are, you know, intrigued by it, that know the story, that go to see it. But I think the bulk of its viewers are gonna be Redbox purchases yeah. and and all that. And then like after the fact, you know, they probably won't make another one. But that you know, year, a year or two would be where they get the strength, opposed to like it. They knew after the first three days that, like, oh, yeah, part two's definitely happening yeah, we without question. The already. You know, and yeah. so I think that that'll be, you know, what are those, those ones that they always talk about it? There's a handful of them. I know it's, it's not a sci fi big budget movie, but like Office Space and yeah. Big Lebowski. Cold classic. You know, they yeah. died in the theater, but then once Days it became a rent, yeah, they go yeah. to rental. Now they're gigantic popular movies, you know, oh, yeah. but. So I think that, not to say this one died, but. No, I but know. Yeah. What you know, that Mummy it's, one that recently came out. All you heard the first, you know, two weeks was like it's a flop. It's made no money compared to Piece the money that went in. Yeah. But but everything that's been written about it is like this is going to be the birth of. It was a great movie. It might not have made a ton of mo- of money, Dark but Universe. it got good reviews, and it's going to start Creature of the Black Lagoon right. and and all those other yeah. ones. So you know, hopefully this will not scare people away. You know, because I've heard nothing but good reviews about it, other than Blade Runner, the numbers of people. Yeah, Blade yeah. Runner. So yeah, it'll be one of those like you said after the fact. You know, it's not made for your fucking everyday moviegoer anyway. It's going, mm-hmm. it's going for its base fans. You know, it's I, not your everyday. And movie you know, guy. I would even say, and this sort of builds into like the the alien movies that have just come out. And those have all sucked, right? But anyway, but but it opens an interesting thing because they're made by the same person, and I think this is like I think it's a valid point is that when Ridley Scott makes a movie. It only comes in two varieties. It's either one that you don't have to think about and it makes a ton of movie or a ton of money and it's a crap movie. Or it's something like Blade Runner or like the original, you know, Alien or yeah, Alien or whatever. Yeah. Where you have to put a lot of effort in. You really have to think about it. You really gotta pay attention to it. And you end up fucking loving it, but it doesn't make a lot of money in the theaters. Yeah, because Americans like, don't want to think. Yeah, when he makes movies that you got to think How about, dare you. they're fantastic. Sorry, when he just Americans. makes eye candy, you're just like, eh. You know, like that yeah. seems to be a Ridley Scott thing. And so whenever they say, Ridley Scott's new movie, my first question is always, is it going to be a complicated one you have to think about? Because then I'll go see it. Because it'll be good, yeah. you know. His brother made some good movies too, Tony Scott, but he made just total visual MTV candy, right. eye candy kind of movies. Isn't he the one that killed himself? Yeah. Yeah. All right. First on the list that's not actually out yet, coming out on Friday the 13th, is Happy a Death Day. A girl, and her name is Tree, by the way, must relive the same day over and over again to figure out who's trying to kill her. So basically it's a Groundhog Day with a killer. And so she slowly starts to figure out who's killing her. So it looks interesting to me. It's it's produced by uh, Jason Bloom, who's producing like every other horror movie that's been coming out. Any thoughts on the guys? Have you guys seen any previews of that I've at seen, all? I've seen the previews for it, and I'm I'm kind of interested in it. Um, 
video, I'm for sure. But yeah, I'll probably yeah, I won't see it in the theaters. But cool it almost concept. makes me think of uh, like you mentioned Groundhog Day, and there was a uh, there's a, a a young adult book that I read a while ago when I was teaching. I'd read you know whatever the kids were reading too. Right, you read and, them now. But go ahead. And it was yeah, <laughs> but it was basically about like this girl that ends up dying in like a car crash, and she had to keep reliving like the last day of her life. But it was like a lesson book. It was like a, until she figured out like how to be a good person, how not to judge people. Oh. And this seems to be it's basically like that, but throw like scream in, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. There's a yeah. psychopath after her, and so I'm, I'm interested in seeing how it plays out. But I'm obviously not expecting to like be like you know, move to tears or change my life or anything. But I'm, I'm interested in it because I like, I got a soft spot for those like kind of campy slasher movies. Oh yeah, for sure. You know? Growing up in the 80s. I'm yeah. into it. Yeah. Yeah, it looks cool. All right, then. I want to give uh, JoeBlow.com credit for these synopsis. This is where I got them from. Next one up sounds kind of interesting. It's called The Foreigner with Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. The Foreigner starring Jackie Chan and Pierce Brosnan. is a timely action thriller from the director of Casino Royale, which was a badass movie. Yeah. Martin Campbell. It's only a good movie he's probably done, though. The film tells the story of a humble London businessman, who's played by Chan, whose long buried past erupts in a revenge-fueled vendetta when the only person left for him to love, his teenage daughter, is taken from him in a senseless act of politically motivated terrorism. I should have reread the pre-read this. In his relentless search for the identity of the terrorist, Quan is forced into a cat-and-mouse conflict with a British government official, played by Pierce Brosnan whose own past may hold clues to the identities of the elusive killers. I feel like you just read the synopsis for a Nick Cage film. Yeah. Right. I don't, know that, like I don't know that I'm behind it. Yeah. I, I like the Jackie Chan action. Yeah, I don't really want to see it, to be honest. But You lost me at Pierce Brosnan. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, had some okay we're... movies, but yeah, he's Remington Steel to me. Yeah. Dante's Peak, baby. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> which was better, though? Dante's Peak or Volcano? Dante's Peak. Yeah, I liked definitely. it better. Yeah. Which is which was painful for me because I really liked Tommy Lee Jones, but I was like, that was a train. I liked the. <laughs> you know, I liked the, watching the, the up dude burn up in the like lava in the sewer. The guy that like saved the little girl and then like melted in the lava. Yes. That yeah. was cool. It was like Jurassic Park, but with lava, I thought. Yeah. And it was cool. I liked it a lot. I love all those. St- that's a, why I picked the movie I'm going to talk about. I love all those. Disaster type Yeah. Books. I'm a sap for that crap. Yeah. I don't think they're great, but I can't turn the channel when they're on. Yep. It, it's right. all the Roland well, Emmerich, Dean Devlin. There's a reason I've seen that shark movie, Deep Blue Sea, like a million and a half times. We were just watching it like two days ago. <laughs> I, I Constantly at my house, that's the running joke. Is if you're flipping through the channels and a shark is on the screen, you can literally hear the audible sigh in the living room because they know I'm not changing the channel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a See, sucker. I know that we're doing a fall preview. Yeah. Can I just toss in a review for the 47 meters down? Oh, of course. Did you guys see that since we're talking about sharks? Not yet. I no. wanted to. Isn't that the YouTube movie? No, that's no. with Bandy Moore. Oh, no. I Where they're caught in the shark cage that falls to the bottom of the ocean. Yes. And it- falls 47 meters down the movie was ruined for me in the first like 15 minutes because they Um, wear their scuba scuba mask mask. they put on a scuba mask with a microphone inside of it and it covers their face and not their ears and they can hear each other perfectly clear from 47 meters down underwater with nothing to cover their ears to prevent the water from going in them 
or the pressure from being 140 feet below the surface. Right. So, yeah, when you it, hear like, blah, 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 that's what you would hear. It would sound like when you hear somebody trying to scream underwater at you. But well, it, let's be honest about it's this. It's got Mandy Moore in it. Well, let's be honest about this. They're 47 <laughs> meters down. Have you ever been, had your head under the water in the bathtub and someone tries to talk to you? You can't yeah. understand a word oh. they're saying. Oh. Yeah, much less even. 130 yeah. feet down. Mm. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I go, okay. Yeah. So I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't fact, accept anything that happened in that movie after that point. I'm like, this is <laughs> null and void. They this, couldn't hear. Nope. This can't happen. And Matthew Modine was in it. So, so that tells you a lot right there. Mandy Moore. Joker. She's fucking Sheriff Callie on Disney now. She's I'm not like. No, I'm just saying, like, what was the first thought? Like, this is watchable. <laughs> oh, it's really it. good. In Dude, I didn't watch it for us. her. I watched it for the sharks. Exactly. No, nobody watches This Is Us for her. She ran her husband out and he dies. That's true. <laughs> saved, though, was a really good movie with her and Macaulay Culkin. That movie was actually Fan- really good. The Bible is to save people, it's not a weapon. It was fantastic. <laughs> Never saw it. Okay. That was good. All right, we can move on. All right, Penny, thank you for that. I just had to get that off my chest. You had to just get it out of your system. Yeah. Save people from your pain. Let me tell you about this movie that has Rudger Hauer and how bad it was. (laughs) (laughs) He's a blind guy (laughs) and he has a sword. Actually, that was pretty good. Blind Rage or some shit. That's another Nick Cage movie. All right, next movie on the list is on October 20th. Leatherface. It is a prequel to Tobe Hooper's 1974 classic now, I don't know about you guys, but I'm a little fucking tired of all these Chainsaw Massacre movies coming out. Redos, reboots, re, you know, fucking prequels, fucking sequels. But, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure I'll see it. But it's just not one of those. I'm, none of these movies I'm really mentioning, except the ones that I'm kind of spotlighting, are ones I want to go to the theater and see. But, I don't know. What do you guys think about Chainsaw? I mean, they're cult classic, right? I'm kind of with you. I'm going to end up seeing it, even though I'm kind of mad that it even exists. Because... I see the time and place for remakes and reboots. I, I get that they have a time and place, but you don't just reboot something because it's older, especially when it's, you know, I get it was campy when it first came out, but the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is like, that would basically be like, let's remake, reboot Star Wars, like not like with Force Awakens, but like the actual story of A New Hope with new actors. And you're like, no, you don't, you leave it alone if it was good. Reboot it if it like could have been good, but you missed the mark, and you're going to try to do it right this time. Right, you know, and so that uh, or technology's better now. Yeah, and move, exactly. You know. yeah. Like, the, yeah, redo Clash of the Titans because it's not claymation, and you can make it look really neat or and whatever. Make a really bad movie. <laughs> exactly, but yeah, yeah, I'll end up seeing it, even though I'm kind of. I'm the same way. I'm I. Same thing you just said that there's a time and place, and there's some reboots that are incredible. We just all you know, creamed our jockeys over it. Exactly. You know, and so like yeah. literally, but with with that said, it's it, Penny, a lot of them. cream your jockeys? Yeah. Soiled. <laughs> Completely soiled. <laughs> they needed to line that movie theater with hay to get all the fluid out of that floor. That's right. Wow. <laughs> Went but, back to down the end yeah. of each aisle. Um, but, but yeah, like I'm of that mindset to where I want to see something new, like, mm-hmm. you know, re- not even reboot. Like, I know that there's been millions of horror movies made. And, you know, the example that I'm going to give is it was a really cheesy movie, but I liked the originality of it, like that Cabin in the Woods. 
Mm. Where it was oh, like, hell yeah. you know that what I mean? Amazing. Like, yeah. stuff like that. Like, yeah, that it might have been a cheesy purpose, movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, give us some new. Mm-hmm. Create a new Hellraiser or a new Freddy Krueger with his own new story and see what you can do with it. Rather than the same crap. Every, you know, Halloween is going to be, you know, one of the movies I picked is a remake. And it's like the eighth or whatever freaking movie they've made of it. Yeah. But it's like, start something new. Start a new trend, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's nice seeing the the old characters that we've grown up with or we love or admire or whatever, but the movies just seem to be bad, you know? I don't know. I'd love to see a Goonies 2, to be honest, talking about how I just bitched about remakes. I'd like to see a... Something, sequel as far as something like the, their kids yeah, now, like where where like the Goonies, like the, the Radio Shack, where their kid is an inventor, where their kids like run into something, you know what I mean, in Astoria, and like the parents have never told their kids anything, and it's kind of like, well, I got a story for you. Yeah, we can help you with this, and then <laughs> fuck the yeah, right there, I'm directing it. <laughs> done, <laughs> done. Give me a call, Spielberg. Don't steal this idea. <laughs> Um, well, the only one doing anything out of them is Josh Brolin, and he's like a huge star now, and the rest of them are just kind of... Yeah. I mean, you could pull them away from, you know, the San Antonio Comic-Con, I'm sure yeah, it wouldn't Sam be that Wise, hard to do. Sam like a political Corey activist. doesn't have though. a lot going on. Yeah, I or think he's, he's got all the time on the Feldman. hill. Or Feldman, oh, oh yeah. Kane's Cor- dead, yeah, he's got right. a lot of time. Oh, I was just playing along, I thought you meant what no. you said. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was Feldman. <laughs> I was like, Corey hey, he's got plenty of time to do whatever Feldman, no, he's... No. I think he's producing that Lost Boys... TV show that's going yeah. on TNT, just because you have Which to start the movie. I'm actually kind of interested in because of one change they made. I don't know. If, do you know? Have you read about the Lost Boys TV show? It should be on mm-hmm. another network, though. I mean, I yeah. don't know. It's just is there? They're making a Lost Boys TV. I show. I figured it had been picked up by CW. They're all into that whole yeah. vampire but, but bullshit. But here's the here's the neat thing. Lost Boys, though. I mean, come on. That yeah, was a legitimate. TV show. Well, one thing that's I think is interesting. I, I still think that there's a good chance it's going to end up being. You know, like a CW Teen Wolf, or that was MTV. That was MTV. Yeah. But it, I, there's a chance they're going to screw it up. But what I think is interesting, well, yeah, is they've already planned it's going to be seven seasons unless it gets canceled. And the idea is it starts in like the 50s, and season number one is that group of vampires in the 50s, and season number two is that group of vampires in the 60s. And season number three are so it follows the same group of people in really? the same town, and it's gonna end in like two thousand and you know twenty four when it takes place in the two thousand and twenties because it's like a seven year cycle, and so that actually sounds that really interesting is to me. Interesting if they stick to it and do it right, like where each season is like one long story that has like you know twelve parts to it that takes place in a certain decade, and so the idea is. Instead of it being more of like a Lost Boys movie, like of fighting the vampires, is it's it literally is the story of the Lost Boys, and it'll be interesting to see what happens when they hit like the '90s, and it's the era that the actual movie took place in. Like, what are they going to do for that? Yeah, that's what I'm actually. I want to see Nanook in. again. You know, yeah, the Frog Brothers, and <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I mean. So, like, do they? Does it show them? I don't know if they've gone into detail, but do they? Does it show them when they get turned? Do they all get turned know. in the fifties? That maybe that's when they all you start know, together. When they all get turned or whatever is maybe that'll be when it. That is. sounds really interesting, actually. And then they'll have like the main events of each one of those decades, like civil rights or exactly whatever, and how it affects 
So, so that part, I'm like, if they get a good How does writer, civil rights affect vampires? <laughs> Maybe. And next we have the snowman. When an elite crime squad's lead detective, played by Michael Fassbender, investigates the disappearance of a victim on the first snow of winter, he fears an elusive serial killer may be active again. With the help of a brilliant recruit, played by somebody named Ferguson, the cops must connect decades-old cold cases to the brutal new one if he hopes to outwit this unthinkable evil before the next snowfall. You guys seen previews to this one, The Snowman? I have. I yes. did just last night for the first I'm time. In, I'm, I'm, I'm looking in. forward to it. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doesn't he like cut their heads off and replace it with the snowman head or vice versa? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. In the preview, I don't know if he cut his head off, but it shows her like walking into that garage and the guy has like a snowman head on his shoulders like tied to a chair, but it looks like it's melting. So I don't know if they just like packed his head in ice or something, but right. it looks like know. a new interesting story. Yes. Yes. I'm Sign in. me up. I'm yep. in. And I'll Michael Fassbender is a good actor. Yeah, so. he is really good. Yeah, I fucking hate him in those Alien movies, though. I mean, he's good at those parts, but yeah, he plays just... his part well. But you just oh, the robot guy, yeah, yeah. the dro- android or whatever. Yeah. They prefer artificial person. Mm. All right, next on the list is trailer spotlight movie, Geostorm. Let me say that again, Geostorm. Yes. This is the one I was talking about about whole into mm-hmm. the world. Yep. Sign me up to. Let me say something real quick. This was produced by Dean Devlin, who is Roland Emmerich's partner. Yep. And they are known for Independence Day, Day After Tomorrow, yes. all those 2012, all those fucking movies. It anyway. just gets better. Which basically means Sign me it's up. going to be awesome special effects and ridiculous no cardboard story. characters. Yes. But anyway. I'm in for the special effects. All right, trailer. Sorry. Yeah, I thought the same thing. Like when I looked, it's like they. Use actors that have a name, but they're probably not going to win, you know, an Oscar. Gerald Butler. Gerard Butler, Abby Cornish, Andy Garcia. Andy Garcia. Ed Harris, but I think he's just chasing money now. So, but I love Ed Harris. Uh, But yeah, after an unprecedented series of natural disasters threaten the planet, the world's leaders come together to create an intricate network of satellites to control the global climate and keep everyone safe. But now, something has gone wrong. Oh, my God. The system built to protect Earth is attacking it, and it becomes a race against the clock to uncover the real threat before a worldwide geostorm wipes out everything and everyone along with it. So it's basically all the... Fucking calm trails. It's basically all of the scenes from Day After Tomorrow and 2012 that they cut from the movie. They used them to cobble together another movie. And John Cusack has a cameo because they couldn't cut him out of certain scenes in 2012. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into it. I want to go see it. I actually was just talking about it a yesterday. A small video. With my wife, I was talking about it. I'm like, this movie's going to be terrible, but I'm going and I'm taking my son and we're going to go see it because it's the exact kind of movie that we'll sit on the couch and turn off our brains and just eat like 800 pounds of popcorn while we watch. Right. And so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'll, I'll red box it or watch it every time it's on HBO. Um, yeah, I won't, every I, time. I, won't, I won't see it in the theater just because I, I rarely so, go. So you won't see it for like three months, but then you'll see it 14 times in like yeah. a four-day period. Yeah, and I'll like even like talk shit about it, but I'll just, like I said, I don't. I even wrote here on my notes, Armageddon, Day After Tomorrow, 2012, San Andreas. Yep. I watch the oh, shit yeah, out Andreas. of those things. Yeah, I forgot about you that You know, one. but they're not good, but they could have used... A little more eye candy. I really dig that chick from Shameless that was in San Andreas. Or not San Andreas. She was in Day After Tomorrow. But that 
Daddario. I hope you're listening, Alexandria. You're beautiful. <laughs> Come and be on our podcast. Uh, but yeah, so that's that was my choice. Um, it's probably going to get bad reviews. Uh, but I love these kind of movies and a lot of special effects and this and that. Oh, yeah. It's going to be all special effects. I'll give it hell, you know. Mm-hmm. That one's coming out October 19th, I believe. Um, 20th, yeah. Damn it. You're close. And then you might put it out for a midnight preview. Who knows? All right, trailer. Stay uh, stay hot there because you're our next movie. That's coming out on 1027. Would you like to play a game? That is Jigsaw. A mysterious madman rounds up a group of victims to play sadistic games of life and death. Police soon find evidence that link the crimes to Jigsaw, the infamous killer who died 10 years earlier. Or um, did he? Right. Uh, I am... I really, really liked like the first two of these movies. Yeah, first two were really good. I've only seen, you know, after the first two, I've only seen number three. I think there's one or two more that have come out since. Um, what do you mean? Like total? Jigsaw all five. I think there's been like there's five. There's been seven. Good God. <laughs> so, yeah, I've seen the first three. Um, I've seen them all, unfortunately. But I, I, the one thing that as I was like looking up stuff on this one, uh, I found an interview with the the director of this one that this one is apparently going to be like a curveball from the others. And something that he had said in this interview was that we've got some pretty wild traps in the film. We're not shying away from the gore. It's such a perfect Halloween scare fest, but I'm not going to be quite as vicious. It's going to be more fun, which is something that we're trying to inject into this movie. It's still full of good fun and gore, that's for sure. But it's also got really great mystery and there's some interesting twists in it. In this interview, he had gone on to say that, you know, going back to it, that you were watching a horror film, but you actually like laughed out loud and it was genuinely funny the the humor parts that they added to the movie. And he said that that's what he was going for, that he was trying to instill that in this movie in a in a good way, not a like, ha ha. Right. You know, he just said that a lot of these the original Saw movies that people are sick and nervous the whole time they're watching it. It's nothing but how can they up the ante, making it more right. demented and stuff. Yeah. And then he said, cringeworthy. He said now that he's trying to focus on psychological drama rather than just guts and glore or guts and gore uh, and add a little bit of like supernatural elements, but he wanted it to be a good horror movie that had elements of levity and comedy to give the audience a chance to breathe during the movie where it's kind of like they're, they're on the edge of their seat. They're nervous. It's gross and crazy, but then, Something happens within right. the film that, like, you're entertained in a different light before you're back to the and see, mystery again. And I'm, I'm, I like that because that was one of the things about the Saw, the Saw movies, the whole collection of them. That, saga. The Saw Saga. Saw Saga. <laughs> the Saga. Anyway, um, that's one of the things that eventually turned me off is the first movie I thought was awesome. Well, James Wan. James yeah. Wan did the first one. Super He's original. Brilliant. It was, and it was gory, but it was also just as much psychological that it was anything else. And then it seemed like in the later ones, they basically just became like torture porn movies. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I liked the, the, you know, I don't mind waiting like 30 minutes in between like gory parts if the parts that are in between are super tense and there's like psychological and or entertaining. And, yeah. yeah. Not just. Oh, that guy's on fire, and oh, that guy has to cut somebody open. Oh, and this person has to pull their teeth out, and you're just like, okay, so 
You know, I, I mean, basically, where's the plot of this movie other than look, it's twelve more people to murder in horribly gory ways. Yeah, right. I kind of felt the same way, yeah. although the, it was kind of torture porn at the beginning. But I kind of felt the same way about Hostel versus Hostel Two. Like Hostel, even though it was still just gore, 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 but there was a story to figure out. And yeah. then, like after that, it was just how do we be more gory than the first movie? Right. I'm like, no, t- tell more of the story too. You know, that's that. All of it makes it good, not just the blood and guts. So I, I'm glad to hear that they're going to try to, like, make it more than just, you know, up in the ante from the last Saw movie. Yeah. That's good. And one thing when I was looking up stuff on the, the movies and whatnot, one thing I came across, maybe I am I live under a rock and you guys all know about it, but I didn't, that they do a blood drive for these movies. And oh, I heard about that with the nurses and the, yeah, like, yeah, and uh, and I so, just learned about that myself. And so. a, apparently, they did like a big thing that if you went and donated blood, you would get like two free tickets to see <laughs> the movie, and that it stopped for a while. Uh, they they did it like right after the first movie, and they did it for years, and then it stopped for a handful of years, and then uh, they started it again for you know saw whatever number saw six, I think. Well, now I know how many they freaking made, but um. But then they stopped, but they said that when they made this movie that they started the blood drive again, you know, promoting the same thing. And apparently at present time that for these movies, you know, and doing this blood drive that they've gotten over 120,000 pints of blood that has like confirmed helped over 350,000 people, which I think is pretty damn cool. You don't see that too often. No, that is cool. Yeah. It takes a tragedy, you know, for a lot of big blood drives to happen. I think that's pretty damn cool that, you know, hey, we're making a horror movie, you know, come. We're, well, it's probably we're where spilling they get a the bunch blood of blood in this movie. From, yeah, yeah, you know, so. <laughs> I got to pay for the blood somehow. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. That's cool. Well, just use real blood. I don't know that I'd ever see it. I'll watch it on yeah, HBO just, or whatever. I mean, the first one was done by James Wan and you had no fucking idea. Spoiler alert. If you hadn't fucking seen it, that's your problem. But the guy pops up at the end. Yeah. Nobody fucking saw that. No, no, no. no one. It was like, oh my that was god, an awesome moment. Yeah. Yeah. And James Wan has gone on to direct Conjuring, Insidious. You know, really great modern horror movies. So, all right. Next one is November third. It's going to be Thor Ragnarok, which is my movie spotlight. In Marvel Studios' Thor Ragnarok, Thor is imprisoned on the other side of the universe without his mighty hammer and finds himself in a race against time to get back to Asgard to stop Ragnarok, the destruction of his homeworld, and the end of Asgardian civilization at the hands of an all-powerful new threat, the ruthless Hela. But first, he must survive a deadly gladiator rule? I can't say the word. Contest that pits him against his former ally and fellow Avengers, the Incredible Hulk. Anyway, this movie looks amazing to me. I don't know if you guys have... I'm sure you've seen the previews, but um, they're making it in a really cool, different kind of style. The movie, the preview is almost like 80s-ish with yeah, its it almost, music it and its like graphics. feels like a comic book. Yeah, it looks amazing. And I think they're finally doing something right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love comic book movies, but I think they're getting a bit stale with the formula they've been using. But this one looks like it's totally rewriting comic book superhero movies. And I'm... Very thankful for that. And it follows the story. Um, it's, you know, this is all leading up to the Infinity War within the Marvel Universe. They've been, you know, building this since the first Edward Norton fucking Incredible Hulk movie. And then it went to Iron Man. And they've just been building the story up 
this entire time through all these movies. You know, they definitely there's some architecture involved with their movies as far as what they're building up to. So this one's going to, it's the third, obviously the third Thor movie. I thought the first Thor movie was great. It was funny. Had a lot of cool action. I thought the second one tried too hard and I didn't really care for it. Didn't really yeah, like with, it. Yeah. Um, but then this one looks amazing. It looks like it's going to be different, funny. You know, Thor is a funny character. He is actually probably my favorite Avenger just because he's, He's just funny and he's always there and he's a badass, you know, and um, he's Chris Hemsworth, you know. Anyway, so I'm looking forward to this. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. My only concern from what I've seen from the trailers is I hope they don't overdo the, the, the comedy part. Yeah. But if they balance it right, it, it, like you said, it'll bring back all the funny parts of the original Thor that were legit funny. Yeah, oh yeah. So I hope they balance it right because if they do it right, it has the potential to be great. The other thing that's a concern for me, honestly, is uh, oh, I can't remember the dude's name that plays. Uh, was in Jurassic Park. He's in Thor Ragnarok. Goldblum. Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff. It's only because with Jeff Goldblum and nothing bad about him, I love him. Jeff Goldblum only comes in two varieties. He makes that movie awesome, or he's the one that flushes it down the toilet. And so I'm hoping that he brings his A game. Because if he brings his A game and they balance the humor right, this has the potential, like you said, probably to be one of my favorite of all of the Marvel Universe movies. Yeah. And so I'm hoping they, they nail it. That's that's my thing. The other the other thing I wanted to say about it I forgot was uh Marvel doesn't own the rights to do solo Hulk movies. They only have the rights to put them in an ensemble film. Yep. So that's why we haven't seen a solo Hulk film. Yeah, because they, they only own his rights through the Avengers. Right. Yeah. So, But the thing is with that, I mean, there really hasn't been a great solo Hulk film anyway. I did like Edward Norton's The First Incredible Hulk with Eric Bana. It was, it was fucking terrible. trash. It was like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. But um, this last one I thought was good. But so anyway... There's a big story that goes throughout the comics is um, Planet Hulk. Yeah. Where Hulk goes to this planet. He's like a, you know, gladiator. He gets married, has a kid, does all these things and lives his own life. And you guys, if you guys remember at the end of Age of Ultron, he got in one of those ships and just took off and yep. just left. So I'm guessing they're going to catch up with the Hulk where he went into space and this is where he ended up. And then Thor ends up on the same planet. Now, I've also heard the Guardians of the Galaxy are making a cameo in this film as well because they're bringing them all in together. Right. And the trailer that was leaked for Infinity War wasn't leaked, but it was done at Comic-Con, and then it showed up online for like two seconds. It actually shows Thor hitting the windshield of their ship, and Rocket's like, what the hell is that? Get that off the windshield. Like if Thor is a, a bug or something. Right. <laughs> anyway, but they bring him in. So this, this brings all... Everyone, I guess there's over 70 Marvel characters in the new Avengers movie, so we're bringing it all together. And this is one of the movies is, that's going to do that. Nice. Right. Yeah, I saw the preview myself, and and I've I love those movies, and I'm and like you had said, uh, when they started creating them, it was like a breath of fresh air and this and that, and it and and I'm not talking specifically the Thor movies, just like the all the comic book movies that have been yeah. coming out. They seem to have kind of gone through that lull where it just seemed like a money grab, you know, throwing in Spider-Man's. Like, I loved the Iron Man movies, but I felt like it was such a dry... And I, people might disagree, but I felt like from the first and second one to the third one was such a drop-off. It just felt like, hey, let's make some money and add special effects, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um, 
but like you said, I feel that they've got through that uh, plateau where like it started hot, it's kind of tapered, and I feel like because a lot of them are coming to a head, even though we've still probably got seven or eight years worth of movies because they're like two-year staggered type films coming out, I think that I feel that they're getting past that plateau period and it's going to rise to the end because each story is going to reach that end. You know, you've, you know, you've got the civil war happening then the infinity war and you know, the, the, the stuff that's happening from the DC comic books, you know, that like it's all coming to a head. And I think that everyone's going to be putting forth those big efforts for the big bang, you know, at the end. So you you have to do something. You can't just keep it going the same way it's been going. All right. Next movie on our list is My Friend Dahmer, which comes out uh, November 3rd. And uh, it's not wide release, obviously, but um, it is going to be coming out in smaller theaters, like art house type theaters. It's. I will uh, pass this over to Penny. I'm super excited about this. Is anybody else excited about it? I, d- I don't know this one, actually. This is new to me. I love serial. Well, I Thanks don't. I don't love serial killers, like in the sense that I think they're amazing. I'm fascinated by them. I like learning about them. I watch crime shows all a lot the of freaking time. True crime. <laughs> true shows. crime yes. shows all the time. This is actually based off of a graphic novel by Durf Back Durf. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like I made he, that name up. I wonder if he's German or Danish. Durf Back Durf. Uh, he's from Ohio. Durf Back Durf. Yeah. He he's actually. Uh, American, American citizen. We're all Americans. We're all Americans, but um, it's Americans. it's America. it's um the perspective of Jeffrey Dahmer when he was in high school. So it goes through his story of his alcoholism and being kind of antisocial and not really ever fitting in, being obsessed with his neighbor, how his parents treated him. It stars. Uh, a Disney star, which I find interesting. I feel like when Disney stars transition, they either lose all of their clothes or they lose their mind. But this is a True. nice transition. Or they end up in bed with Robert De Niro and his dick is out. <laughs> right. Uh, this is a good transition into adulthood. Not that I want to see that, but what movie is that? Uh, Angry Grandpa? Or yeah. Whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. Zac Efron. I feel like he transitioned into adulthood pretty nicely. Zac, for yeah. Being a former most, Disney star. Most females think that. Yeah, it's true. I'm going to read, uh, if you don't mind, from Rotten Tomatoes. Does anybody, does it, do you guys like the Rotten Tomatoes? Real, real quick, oh, of course, is, yeah. this, is this just completely taken like with nothing but all the, liberty, all the liberties and stuff that they want? Or is it like based off of facts they have on Jeffrey Dahmer? Yes, but I think age? a little of both. Okay. Because you've got the, it's, it's the, the author's interpretation from the graphic novel of things, but based off of real things that you know, we know about Jeffrey Dahmer. Gotcha, okay. So it says Midwest United States between 78 and 91 before being captured and incarcerated. He would become one of America's most famous serial killers. This is the story before the story. Jeffrey Dahmer is an awkward teenager struggling to make it through high school with the family life, his family life in ruins. He collects roadkill, fixates on neighborhood joggers and copes with his unstable mother, who is Anne Heche, by the way. They couldn't have picked a more unstable person, in my opinion, to fit yeah. this role. Going back to our episode with the quotes. Yes. Yeah, great. <laughs> so it says, um, his well-intentioned father, he begins to act out in school, and his goofball antics went over a group of nerds who perform, or who formed the Jeffrey Dahmer fan club. But So it kind of talks about how he starts spiraling out of control. 
in his teenage years. Got a 91%. Nice. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be well done. It's one of those independent movies that are just, it's all acting. You know what I mean? It's yeah, dialogue yeah. and acting. So I'm sure it'll be really good. Interesting. Yes. So I'd like to see that. I like to see that little spin on what like the how, killer how, was like before he was the killer. Yeah, because yeah. it's not the story of the monster. It's the story of how he became I've, monster. I, I've gotten right. real intrigued. You talk about the fascination with the serial killers and stuff. You know, um, there's a show on ID, which is, I, I believe it's called like American Monster. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty cool because it's from the perspective of family members of serial killers. So it's like I've seen an episode with like Richard Kuklinski, but it's his daughter talking about growing up with him, you know, and it's like you get stories of what he's done, but it's from a completely different angle than like you just hearing a documentary about this serial killer and what he's done. Like you're getting it from a whole new perspective and stuff. And it's pretty cool. It's been a each episode that they've had have been really cool. That sounds awesome. You know, and it's not necessarily all the big, huge you know, I don't want to say glorified, well but the real popular. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all of them that have been labeled that. Those that have killed multiple people and whatnot. You know, it's been real intriguing. Yeah. All right. Next movie on our list is Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, and this is coming out November 10th. Now, I just want to go over the cast real quick. The cast is Woody Harrelson, which he's amazing. Francis McDormand, you know, Fargo fame. Sam Rockwell, who's amazing as well. And our man Peter Dinklage is also in the film. Nice. So just off that, you know, I'm sure most of us want to see that. I wonder if he's going to drink and know things. Right. (laughs) I wonder if he's going to play a dwarf. (laughs) Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri will follow an anguished mother whose daughter has been raped and murdered. Angered that the local police seem happier being racist than finding her child's killer, she pays for three billboards of the title lambasting law enforcement and trying to force them into action. Now, um, Woody Harrelson, I believe, plays the sheriff, which I'm sure he'll be great at. He does a good cop. Um, but, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing this. This sounds like an interesting story. And, um, I mean, I'll probably wait for a video, obviously, but uh, that sounds good to me. Frances McDormand's a great actress. Yes, yeah, she is. She's good in anything she's in. Yeah, she's really good. We'll pause so he can pee because he might have comments about Justice League. That's the next one. How many more movies are we doing? <sighs> Why? Because it's already been an hour. I'm sorry. Are you no. Mad? No, no, no. Okay. I didn't know how long because you said that you like to keep them around an hour. Um, yeah. I just, and so. I just would go off on tangents and that's fine. Um, next is Justice League. Then it's going to be Darkest Hour for you. And then The Disaster Artist. This will be brief. <laughs> and then Shape of Water, which is you. Shape of Water. And then we go to I, Tanya. And then we have to talk about The Last Jedi. Yes. yes and then do. Jumanji will be the last film. And that, okay. that's it for the year. All right. So that didn't really tell you, babe. Sorry. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay. Wow. But. I like that. What? I like, like. There's a lot of meat in this one, I think. Yeah. That's cool. Because we did a summer movie preview. I figured we could do a... Yeah. And that one was like half-assed. This one is a little more... It's better. More we, in, yeah, more involved. We, we've toned our craft a little bit. We're just waiting for you. It's okay. I'll just cut this shit we, out. Yeah. Just in case we talk about something you want to comment on. I couldn't hold it anymore. No, it's okay. That's the, we've got to figure out a way to get this thing like, like on... Patreon or whatever it's called, Patreon, 
get, mm. if we can oh. get enough people to listen to like sponsor because a lot of the podcasts I listen to have like Patreon yeah. accounts. I'm I know like, what you're talking about. Yeah, or Patreon. I keep saying it wrong, but I'm like that would be awesome. That would be awesome. A lot of people have those for various. Fun I reasons. listen to one. It's like a writing one, and they're only like 15, 20 minutes long. What are they called? And it's called. I'll tell you, but I like it because in their their logo is, or not their logo, but it's uh, writing excuses is what it's called. Oh, okay. And their thing is fifteen minutes long because you're in a hurry and we're not that smart, and so they just and pick, they give like, you ideas of what to write about. Well, or? they give you like one thing, like it's it's four authors and three of them are the same, and the fourth one like comes in and out like is a, di- a re- revolving door. Mm-hmm. But they do like today we're going to talk about like setting. Or talk about point of view, or we're going to talk about like pulling the rug out from under your reader, like having a twist at the end. And they talk about the pros and the cons, how you do it right, examples in books where they did it great, examples in books where they totally did it wrong, and then that's it. But it's like in tiny little chunks. And so I think they do them, they do like two or three a week okay. instead of a one hour. So well, they probably actually record it all in one shot and then right. just drip it know, out. Drip it out, yeah. But, but they, every time they're like, you know, like our our Patreon page and blah 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 and support us and that's yeah. how they like get other authors to come and like stuff Be like on the that show. is when they can say hey we'll we'll pay for your plane ticket if you'll come out or whatever and so they can get like authors and stuff it's pretty cool like if we get five minutes of your time for to Skype you and then exactly or something like yeah. whatever all right, all right. everyone Back ready mm-hmm. <coughs> one two three four five. Next movie on our list is Justice League, which comes out November 17th. Yes. Personally, uh, this is one I'm going to spotlight here. Personally, I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to this because I'm a huge DC fan. I grew up a DC fan. I mean, I liked Marvel. Nothing against Marvel. It's just when I would go buy comics, I would actually buy DC comics over Marvel. Um, huge Batman fan. Grew up on Batman. Uh, Superman was okay. Green Lantern. You know, the rest of the Justice League I really liked. And... Uh, I like DC's not perfect at making movies yet, you know, like Marvel's got their shit together. DC's going to get there. It's just DC has made a lot of movies that weren't based off their their main characters, you know, their Spider-Man, their, you know, Captain America cuz they just made them about different side characters or different stories. Now they're finally focusing mm-hmm. on their main group, you know, in the Trinity being Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman. But uh, a couple things to note on this movie. Uh, Zack Snyder, who had kind of taken over the DC Universe after Christopher Nolan walked away um, after his Batman trilogy with Christopher Christian Bale. And um, so Zack Snyder kind of stood in for that role and took over the universe and made Man of Steel. That was the first official. They tried the Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds, but that was a fucking horrible movie. And so they decided to start over and did Man of Steel, which actually I loved that movie. I know some people didn't. I did too. I was one of the few people that I I don't get loved all that the movie. backlash. I thought it was good. I've seen that movie probably like 20 times. Man of Steel. Was just... that the one with Michael Shannon? Yeah. 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 That was good. Yeah. I thought that was great. I mean, there was a lot of emotional stuff in it. There was, I mean, it was really well done. Kevin Costner, you know, was great in it. I thought it was a cool origin and yeah. and action, but like the the origin part of it, I thought was great. I thought they nailed it. Oh yeah, when they showed Krypton and all that, yeah. it was amazing. Yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, Russell Crowe was in it. There was a lot of good actors in that movie, so I was really happy with that. And then we got Batman versus Superman, Batman v Superman. 
Now, a lot of people didn't like that. A lot of people don't like Bat- Batfleck. I thought Ben Affleck did a great Batman because he was gritty, he was dangerous, and he was intimidating. And people, you know, that's what Batman should be, in my opinion. It's like he shows up, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm getting my ass kicked. You know, or whatever. It's not like, hey, look, it's Batman. He's got a credit card, you know, or like the other fucking Joel Schumacher Batman movies. I don't yeah. know. I just, I think... I think it wasn't perfect, but the director's cut they put out on Blu-ray later was a much better film and because see, of tied in stuff. That's what I, I wonder about because I never saw the movie in the theater. The only version of that movie I ever saw was the director's cut when it was out to video. Mm-hmm. And so I watched it and I was like, I don't understand. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The theatrical release was missing about 30 minutes. That and so made, that's what I'm that wondering. It, made it, it must have missed like all the parts that made it cohesive. You right. Know? That's what it did. Yeah. Yeah. I would have, I would have liked a Christian Bale Batman, but you know, obviously he said no and went on his way. So you got to do something. And I don't think it was a bad choice. I thought Ben Affleck was just fine. I thought he played that middle-aged later aged yeah. batman even Grizzled though batman. even though christian bale's probably older than ben affleck in right. real life like christian bale is so good at what he does and he has that body you know where he plays a he looks like a younger ass kicking batman to where i feel ben affleck played the dad bod batman and did it really well like he still was a badass but as badass as you can be you know, from the way I interpreted it, was a mid forties aged Batman. Exactly. You know? yeah. yeah, he'd been, been he's been Batman for a while. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So, like that whole warehouse fight scene with those guys where he's saving, uh, you know, Martha when he's saving yeah. Martha. You know, that was fucking. That was just amazing. Breaking fight. arms and like, yeah. And then we go yeah. to Suicide Squad, and Suicide Squad wasn't still, a perfect film either still haven't seen it yet it was a lot of fun it was like two films in one you know it was fun uh, a lot of people did not like Jared Leto I didn't think he was that bad I was I disappointed okay. to not get enough I felt like yes. there should have been I, I was really in, I loved the he it, like it had the perfect vibe of a graphic novel movie right you know like when you saw 300 the way they did the effects and the craziness of the blood another Zack Snyder movie like it was a perfect the way they did the Joker with the chromed out teeth and all that kind of stuff like it was a perfect comic book you know uh, graphic novel movie but it was so little of the Joker in it that it was like I mean I know it wasn't about him but but I mean he was so I thought it was fun and cool he wasn't you know Heath Ledger by any stretch of the imagination, right. but, but he doesn't need to be right. But I mean, I just I wanted more, right. you know, for what yeah. we got. That's what a lot of the complaints were. I mean, it wasn't much Joker. The Joker you got, you more or less enjoyed, but it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, real quick, we'll, move, well, they're actually doing a spinoff, a uh, Joker and Harley yeah. Quinn movie, so you get a lot of Joker, and they're doing a Joker origin, right? Film. Totally separate from the DC universe. Yep. Yeah. And the next one we have on that list, real quick, is Wonder Woman. Um, we actually. Kind of sort of, I kind of sort of watched it the other night, but uh, we put it on for the we kids, and, we watched, and most people really liked that movie a lot and thought it was really good. And the parts I saw, I really liked it um, as well. That's so. that's one thing for um, for Justice League that I'm looking forward to is, you know, all other things aside, they talk about how pretty she is or how whatever. But I thought that Gal Gadot was like. She was the perfect Wonder Woman in that movie. I thought she did a fantastic job. Oh yeah, like she did a great, great job they picked the exact perfect person for her and so when i'm looking at it i really liked man of steel i you know i like that 
and I agree with you about Batman. And so my whole thing is like, I can suspend disbelief because all three of the, the trilogy core heroes, I like them. And I'll see anything that Jason Momoa is in. And so I'm looking forward to Aquaman. And so my only thing is if they're going to do Flash and Cyborg right, because everybody else, I'm in. And so I'm really excited about Justice League. Oh, yeah. That's another thing about that was um, when I was talking about Josh, or I was sorry, talking about Zack Snyder, he ended up having to leave the film because I guess his um, his daughter committed suicide. And so he waited for months after it happened to say that he had to walk away and step away from the project. So Josh Whedon took over. Um, I don't know how much of the film was actually done when Josh Whedon took over. But, of course, he's from, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the both Avengers movies. So he knows how to do an ensemble film. He knows right. how to do a team-up for sure. And with, so. I mean, he proved with Firefly. Yeah. He can, make, he can make you care about every single character, even the one that gets almost no screen time. Right. You know, he's, he's really, really good, at, good that. at that. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to this. I mean, I guess it's going to be, not I guess, but it is going to be continuing the story from Batman v Superman where mm-hmm. Darkseid is coming to Earth and he's trying to turn Earth into one of his type planets, you know, Apocalypse was the name of his planet. So we're going to see more of that, and uh, I'm assuming we're going to see the return of Superman one way or another. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, did you notice in the preview, too, when they talk about, like... At the end when he's talking to Commissioner, or to no, Alfred? When, no, it was at the beginning when it's a different voiceover, and he's talking about how, like... You know, this earth is not saved. Like, yeah, that's definitely one of this. And then he's all no, no lanterns, no lanterns, no Kryptonians. So I'm like, so are they going to bring in a different Green Lantern? Well, that's what they're saying. They, yeah. they are. They're, they're making a Green Lantern core movie also. Yeah. But they had said that one clip at the end where it shows off for talking to somebody. That may so, not be Superman. Right. If you look at some of the reflections, it looks like it could be a lantern. So who knows? They might bring him in. It'd be a perfect time to do it. Yeah. All right. Next on the list is... November 22nd, we have Darkest Hour. Darkest Hour. I'll pass this over to Tell. Probably the only like non-big budget one on the list, but I'm super interested in it because I just love these kinds of movies. Uh, Darkest Hour, it's a biopic. It's about Winston Churchill. But uh, here's what the, the uh, synopsis says. It says, A thrilling and inspiring true story begins at the precipice of World War II as... Within days of becoming the Prime Minister of Great Britain, Winston Churchill must face one of his most turbulent and defining trials, exploring a negotiated peace treaty with Nazi Germany or standing firm to fight for the ideals, liberty, and freedom of a nation. As the unstoppable Nazi forces roll across Western Europe and the threat of invasion is imminent, and with an unprepared public, a skeptical king, and his own party plotting against him, Churchill must withstand his darkest hour, rally a nation, and attempt to change the course of world history. I'm interested in it for two reasons. Number one is because I really love history. I'm really interested in Winston Churchill. I'm really interested in World War II history. I love that stuff. But even more than that, just from a cinematic piece, Gary Oldman is going to be playing Winston Churchill. And Gary Oldman playing any historical figure is a home run every single time. And so I'm really, really looking forward to that. I mean... I loved him when he was Beethoven in Immortal Beloved. You know, I, I pretty much love Gary Oldman in anything that he's in. Like anything that he does, he I think he hits a home run. And so I even thought he was good as the goofy villain in Fifth Element. And so I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, how he pulls this one off and plays this like, 
you know, pinnacle figure in history. I'm interested in that too. It seems like there's like three movies that are coming out or have come out where I haven't been really paying attention. So Mm -hmm. I have to apologize, but, but Gary Oldman plays a historical figure. Woody Harrelson plays a historical figure. Yeah, LBJ. Yes, and then Kevin Spacey plays somebody else. Yeah, who up. is he playing? You're right. I'm interested in all three of them. Right, right. Yeah, I need, yeah. Who is the Kevin Spacey one? I'm trying to find that out. Because I know exactly what you're talking about. You're gonna have to shorten this part up. Yeah. I'm looking it up right now. I mean, Kevin Spacey as as anything is amazing. He's good in Baby Driver, too. Have you guys seen I like yet? Kevin Spacey a lot. Have you guys seen Baby Driver yet? Nope. Well, I'll give you that one. You should definitely watch Baby Driver. Okay. Great movie. Yeah, I have no uh, form of electronics that I can plug a USB into and watch it, so I don't like there's nothing I can do. <laughs> you can do it on your... PlayStation, can't you? I don't. He said it wouldn't. The work. audio never syncs up very well. Oh. Have you done it on your PlayStation, or what are you watching on? I haven't tried. I have a. Um, we have the same like antenna thing that you guys have, yeah. and I have that. But I, I I bought a special box, so that I could have a remote control and you can you program plug a USB it. into it. And it you can plug in a USB or a hard drive to turn it into a DVR. Okay. Or if you have certain formats, you can just plug the movie into the stick and play it from there. Is it a Roku or what is it? Uh, no, it's like a generic. Oh, okay. You know, it's basically used for antenna. <clears throat> and a side effect, since you can store movies on the flash drive, if they're converted to the right format, you can also just watch them straight from a flash drive. Nice. And so I do that. And then if that doesn't work, since I have, you know, my the computer, is so I just take my laptop and plug it directly into the TV. And, you know, the laptop goes to the TV. Do I show you mine? It's all the money in the world. What is that? That's a flash drive. How big is this thing? 128 gig. That's awesome. <laughs> so small, right? Yeah. See, they make they make those same ones that are SD cards. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're like you know 256 gig or whatever. I never use an SD card. I probably haven't used an SD card in I just, oh, three yeah, years. SD cards, yeah. And I want to get one of those for my MacBook and just put it in there and have that just be my second hard drive. You know? He, it, the Kevin Spacey movie is All the Money in the World where he plays the oh, yeah. Getty guy whose yes. grandson gets I kidnapped. I want to see that too, yeah. Yes. Mark Wahlberg's so in it. Were you done with it or was there more Taltos? No, that's it. Yep. Uh, why don't you... Just say something like, I don't know. I guess, did it end like open-ended or was it like... No, we were talking about like wanting to see it. Stuff, so it okay, cool. Yeah, we're good. <clears throat> All right. One, two, three, four, five. We have five more? No. Wow. He's counting down. Just so that on here I know where to put it in. Gotcha. Next movie we have comes out on December 1st. It's called The Disaster Artist, starring and directed by James Franco, which, you know, it'll be interesting if it's him. It's a behind-the-scenes look at the making of Tommy Wiseau's The Room. And The Room is, like, the biggest bad movie of all time, I guess. It's just a horrible piece of crap, but everybody loves it and goes to see it. It's like the modern – it's our generation's Plan 9 from Outer Space. Gotcha, yeah. You know, that they made Ed Wood out of to, like, show the making the worst movie ever. Below the Ghosty was 
I feel like they could have done, was it Ninja Cop? The one that we saw? Samurai Cop 2. Samurai Cop. 2. No, the first one. If they would have made this about Samurai Cop, I would have been more into it. (laughs) If they would have done a making of behind the scenes of Samurai Cop? Yeah, instead of The Room. Because I know that this guy, the guy who stars in The Room, his acting was bad. but He was in Samurai Cop 2, yeah. But Samurai Cop. (laughs) Yeah, if you guys haven't checked out Samurai Cop, it's on Amazon Prime. It's a... uh, Incredible. The first one is actually a riff track, you know, the guys from Mystery Science Theater. And the second one was a Kickstarter project, actually. And I think they made the movie for under $50,000. Oh, and no. they had Bai Ling in it. Bai Ling was in it, yes. What? And Tommy Wiseau was in it. Uh, yeah, it was. it's an amazing piece of uh, celluloid. Well, it probably wasn't celluloid. It was probably digital. Probably All right. made, made with an iPhone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So I need to see The Room first before I see this, but I would like to see both of them. Our next movie on our list comes out December 8th. It is called The Shape of Water. I'll hand this over to Taltos. Yeah. Uh, this, other than, you know, Justice League stuff, this is probably the one I'm the most interested in because I love Guillermo del Toro. I love his sensibilities. I think what makes me like him the most, I know this is probably, like, silly to say or whatever. You just like saying his name. What? You just like saying his name. Yes. But I think what I like about him the most is he is not an American. He's not an American filmmaker. So none of his movies ever fall in line with like the formula. American perspective. Yeah. They're always yeah. like, wow, that's weird. Like you think of Pan's Labyrinth. That was a badass you know, movie. Think of like Orphan. Hellboy. Even the Hellboy movies. Like they're all so Fucking good. Fucking love Hellboy. But so here we go with The Shape of Water. Eliza is a mute, isolated woman who works as a cleaning lady in a hidden high-security government laboratory in 1962 Baltimore. Her life changes forever when she discovers the lab's classified secret, a mysterious scaled creature from South America that lives in a water tank. As Eliza develops a unique bond with her new friend, she soon learns that its fate and very survival lies in the hands of a hostile government agent and a marine biologist. Um, If you've seen Hellboy... The actor that plays Abe, the yeah. the alien him. that was in the the water tank, it that's that that guy plays the creature, and it's basically like it's 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 Guillermo del Toro making a love story, but the love story is between basically a cleaning la- a mute cleaning lady and the creature from the Black Lagoon. Right, exactly. And so you know it's going to be weird, but it's going to be that kind of pan's labyrinth trippy hellboy kind of weird and so i'm really looking forward to it i don't think i don't think he can do much wrong as a filmmaker i generally love everything he does and so i'm really i'm interested in seeing how weird and quirky this is going to be man after i saw the previews for that movie i have wanted nothing more like every night before i go to bed i play i pray to the movie gods that they let him make a Bioshock movie. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. That was, my God. It was just like Bioshock. That's the first thing we thought about after the preview. It was like, wow, it yeah. looks like Bioshock. Uh, before What's I that called? Even, the City Underwater? Before I even knew what it was, was like, yeah. oh, this is a Bioshock movie. Oh, God, what is it called? Holy What's that city? that? What do they call the city that they live underwater in? Rapture. Yeah, yeah. it's just like that. There's all the um, portholes and the I water. Would, and, yeah. I would pay good money. To sit in a theater with like the true like THX sound and hear a big daddy, the big daddy, just just that like blue whale type sound that I made. Oh my god! Yeah, it's one of the, my favorite all time games. <laughs> Line sure. the theater up with hay for me. Yeah. <laughs> 
silica beads all for me. <laughs> silica gel, everyone. Oh, man. Don't yeah. eat it. The, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. It about looks this one. incredible. And the movie poster is amazing. I want to paint it. See, and that's my thing about him as a filmmaker is is I why I was excited when he was originally going to be taking on The Hobbit, but then he ended up having to back out and Peter Jackson made his disaster fest. But oh, yeah. But my thought Take was Take a 40-page like, story and make a 6 yeah, 9-hour fucking movie exactly. out of it. Exactly. But when I was like, "Oh my god, he's going to make The Hobbit. This is going to be so weird and creepy and awesome, you know." But yeah, I, I think that's the one I'm the most excited for. Uh, except for the obvious that's coming. Yeah. Now we're going to turn things over to Penny. She's going to talk about I, Tanya, as in Harding. Yes, oh. this is a movie I am super excited about. <laughs> Why? Why? I know. I, you know what? I'll be honest. I sat and I watched that video this morning of Nancy <laughs> Kerrigan. For research. Yelling. Well, I did at, for, at first because it was like in 1994, so I was just a fresh teenager you know and I remember like that happening and like that kind of being made as like a little joke and stuff and I loved ice skating I loved watching it and like that was like the super iconic time with um with uh Oksana Bayul and Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding and like everyone was super into the Olympics and you know, sometimes we get that now, like it seems like there's like an ebb and flow of who and what sports becomes Michael popular. Michael Phelps and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Right. Swimming is the yeah. big one now. Yeah. yeah. But, um, so anyway, like I said, I was watching that video today to kind of like prepare myself for this. And that is, as I'm reading about it and it says like what she actually got attacked with was like a, a police baton. baton. And I remember trailer had one that he showed me that he got for Christmas. And I, in my head, I sat there thinking like, what if, trailer just whipped the shit out of my knees with that police baton i'd be fucking screaming and crying why as well it made me feel really bad for laughing at her didn't she like break her no it didn't it didn't okay. end up she didn't do it it was right her, her ex-husband yeah Galuli or Galuli. yeah but it was it was a his friend who did it or a brother-in-law or yeah. something but um yeah i felt really guilty but the whole story is like super interesting, right? So you have Tanya Harding, who's like this white trash girl yeah, from Portland, Oregon, <laughs> with this abusive mom who drops out of high school to devote her time to ice skating, right? So she doesn't have like some of the luxuries that Nancy Kerrigan had. And then she ends up being like the first ice skater. What was it, like the triple axel? She's like the first American woman to ever do that. Yeah. She had all these amazing things, but her life is so fucked. <laughs> You know, from what we know about, and I really, I'm really interested in seeing that. And with Margot Robbie, mm-hmm. right? So she's yep, Harley Robbie's Quinn. Tanya, yep. And from what I think it, what I was reading, it came out like the, the uh, Toronto International Film Festival, and it got incredible reviews. People were just absolutely loving how she had taken on this role. So, I love those docudramas that they make. I think it falls in line with like why I picked. My friend Dahmer too. So right. I'm interested in seeing the interpretation. I wonder of if real they're gonna stories. cover the later years when she's a bodybuilder Celebrity that boxing? talks shit on True TV. <laughs> yeah, I doubt that they're gonna People, touch on that. People, world's dumbest criminals yeah. or some shit. Do you know? Um, I have the cast list. Let's see. 
And it got great reviews on Rotten.com, too. I think it's at, at 90. Tomatoes. Rotten.com's or, a different I mean, website. Yeah, don't go to Rotten.com. That's <laughs> <laughs> all pictures Unless you're shopping for blue waffles. I apologize. It looks like... Don't drink lemonade, either. No, I don't have it on here. Who's playing Nancy Kerrigan? That's no problem. I have it up on IMDb right now, but it's not... Margot Robbie, Sebastian Stan, who's Winter Soldier, uh, is playing Galuli. McKenna Grace, I believe, is playing... Uh, no, it's a little kid. Anyway, yeah. It's Caitlin Carver. Caitlin Carver. Okay. Never. I don't know who that is. But Allison Janney is uh, Tanya Harding's mom in the yeah. movie. And. Oh, her. She's, she's awesome. She's Mother. A, she's already a sharp. Wasn't that her name in Lost Mother? Yeah, she's yeah. already a sharp tongue actress yeah. anyway. So I think that she'll be good to be like an abusive abusive mom you know she was like the island's original smoke monster or whatever yes yeah so i'm looking forward to lost this. fuck yeah i will i will be dragging dc to the theaters to go see this with to me see i tanya uh-huh. looks entertaining you'll sure. be there with your popcorn <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and our police batons <laughs> oh god you can borrow mine right <laughs> that thing was deadly all right thank you penny our next movie on the list comes out december 15th and it is star wars the last jedi now i'm gonna need a whole bunch of fucking hate this one yeah Yeah, we all are gonna i kind of needed hate just now when you said it (laughs) just wear plastic pants yeah i'm dying for this a new trailer drops tomorrow by the way um they said october 9th new trailer hitting during halftime of uh, monday night football oh nice so yeah Anyway, everybody wait. fucking knows what this is and knows all about it, but it yeah. looks amazing, and I can't wait for them to continue have the they, story. Have they released a like a plot outline to what it is? Not really, because they're trying to keep that stuff. I mean, based off the first trailer, the behind-the-scenes trailer, what have you, it was just like Luke's talking about you know ending the Jedi's, and it's like he's the last one. That's why it hints it's called the movie. Mm-hmm. But they haven't, you know, this whole thing with. Um, Ray, they're going to talk about her mm-hmm. parents and, you know, you know, she's I know probably that Luke's there's when Carrie Fisher passed, there was a lot of talk about how this movie is like centrically her. There's a lot of her in this one. Like the first one, even though he might not have had the most airtime, it was it based it was a lot Solo. of Han Solo. And they said this one is got a lot of Leia, yeah. and I, you know, and so I just was wondering if they've obviously I've seen the preview. Everyone has seen it. You know, it just made me wonder. We know it's Leia-centric. We know, you know, it's The Last Jedi is from the quote of, you know, Mark Hamill, you know, Luke saying, you know, and everyone knows he's the last of the line for the most part other than, you know, whoever the hell that creature is that's training. Snoke. Solo's yeah, kid. Snoke. You know, stuff like that. But but it just I was just wondering if there was any kind of there's plot no, details no, or like, anything. There's no, plot outline, but we do know that there are basically going to be three major sections to the movie is we know that there's going to be all kinds of stuff going on with Ray and Luke on that island training her like training Yoda and stuff. And Snoke right. stuff yeah we know there's going to be stuff going on with Snoke and uh, Kylo um, Ren Snoke and Kylo and then the third thing is apparently there's like a mini heist movie in the middle of it because um, uh, Finn, and Penn. yeah Finn and Poe have to go to this like planet called Canto Bite or Blight is or, that the one with like the new Ewoks 
The porgs. Oh, those are the things that those, live on the Jedi's island. Those, yeah, oh, those okay. live on yeah. The and then but there's, there's the like, care, care, uh, caretakers that are also other aliens yeah. that live on the island. But there's like a, apparently a big chunk of the movie is um, like like Finn and Poe have to go to this planet that's basically like a Mon- the whole planet is like Monte Carlo, like a casino planet, and they have to do something there. And so I think it's going to be those three stories like intertwining, but. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I want there to be a big twist with Snoke. Well, I want to be surprised. Here's why I like about. Here's what I like. I about don't want it. it to just be a new guy. Right. Like I want it to be like maybe the Emperor didn't die and this is his burned up fucking you know like body that's still around or something. Right. We know that we've seen Vader's or I guess Anakin's ghost when they added right. it to the movie. You know, sure, showing yep. that he's now with the force or whatever, you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. I would love for there to be some kind of not necessarily plot twist, but a reveal where it's not just a new character, you know? Yeah. I want it to be where you're kind of like mouth drop, you know, maybe even for the end of this, maybe the end of this movie where it kind of hints at it or reveals it. Now you're stuck waiting two years, you know, until like the big showdown, of a finale, you know, I have a feeling they're going to do that. And only because there was an early interview with Mark Hamill where he flat out said he didn't read the script. He said, I read the synopsis of the movie and he called the, what's his name? Ryan Johnson. Is that the Ryan Johnson? Yeah. Director of Looper. Yeah. He called Ryan Johnson and said, okay, Luke wouldn't do this. Luke wouldn't think like this. Luke wouldn't talk like this. This is against everything that star Wars have said the Jedi are. And Ryan is like, just wait, I'll send you the script so you can hear how I'm setting it up. And then we can talk later. And he said, after he read the script, he called him back and said, "Never mind, I have no issues. This is awesome. And apparently, uh, JJ Abrams, who's going to come back and do episode nine. Um, but he Trevor said, Trevor walked away or got fired. Yeah. Too. But he said that his, his only regret for star Wars was that he signed on to do episode seven because he said after he read the script for the last Jedi, he was like, God damn it. I want to make this movie. And so I'm excited. Cause I want to, I want to see what was it that pissed Luke off. That's going to like, apparently they take the, what we think we know of the Jedi, the way that they described it is the way that we understand the Jedi is us only hearing the side of the Jedi. Mm. Now we get to find out what the force what really everyone else is, thinks about it. how oh, okay. it really works, not just hear one side of the story. And so I'm interested in that. And so I'm like you. I'm like, I hope they do something where you're like, what the, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so excited. Yeah, totally looking forward to that one for sure. We have one more movie on our list. It comes out December 22nd, and it's Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Okay, this is definitely a reboot with Jack Black, The Rock. Personally, I don't care to ever see it, but I don't know if it's going to be a big hit or a big bomb. I really am on the fence. I haven't really figured it out yet. But anyway, have you guys seen previews for that? I have, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to bomb at the ratings. Oh, Kevin Hart's it, in it too, I forgot. But it's. I think it's going to make money just because it's It's a Christmas time release. Kids are out of school and, and it's it. going to be a kid-friendly, you know what I mean? And so I'm sure it'll do do decently money-wise. But, but like you said, I don't really have any interest in it or whatever, you know, and it's not like out of spite, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. why are you, you know, Robin Williams already did it, you know, this or that. I'm sure that the, the reboot will have its 
own thing to it. I, I the idea of that they were sucked into the game and these non cool people are now all of a sudden like this nerdy kid is now the rock literally in the game. That's kind of you know intriguing in its own style, which is kind of cool. But but with that said, I I don't have. I'll probably end up seeing it because. My daughter will probably want to see it, or my son. I hope right, he doesn't. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I mean, but yeah, I'll probably end up seeing it. But I don't have a desire yeah. to see it. I, there's I'm, not a draw to you. me. I'm with you on that one. It, it, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's going to be more than just like a, like a Land of the Lost when Will Ferrell did his. It seems like it's going to be kind of like that. Yeah. It'll be goofy and campy, and if you're like, you know, between like eight and like twelve, you'll probably love it. You know, it's yeah, just it a sequel like. or a reboot nobody wanted or needed. So it's just exactly. like you could just left it with the Robin Williams classic. Yeah, I like the little twist. Instead of being a board game, it's a video game this time, which is kind of interesting. But other than that, no, no interest. Yeah. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed our fall movie preview. I just want to remind you where you can find us on social media. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We are on Snapchat. We are on Instagram. Look for Beard to Weird Podcast. Also, the home for the website is monsterrocketmedia.com. You can find all of our episodes on there, download them from there. And to find the episodes of uh, Bearded Weird Podcast, we're on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podcast Addict. You pretty much just Google Bearded Weird Podcast, you'll find us one way or another. And just a reminder, we play GTA on Fridays on Twitch, and we usually stream a few hours of that chaos or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. come say hi let us know if you want a sticker we like Heck to yeah. share yeah we got stickers plenty of monster or what are they called bearded weird podcast <laughs> stickers nice and we want to throw out a, a shout out to stickerapp.com as well for making us these amazing stickers all right everyone hope you enjoyed this episode we will uh see you on the next one if all goes as planned that will be the drunk cast episode 10 Oh, boy. Oh, God. Ten episodes in. We're making some progress. Hey, hey. Yeah. I'm going to be a wreck. Well, let's hope we catch it all on audio. All right, everyone. Appreciate you listening. Over 60 days since I've had a drink. Dang, dang. Oh, damn. Not that you're a lightweight by any means, though. I will be now. Oh, shit. It should be fun, people. All right, everyone. We're going to say bye, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. All right. Take it easy, guys. Later. Stay weird. Later.